Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Interlude episode 17.5. So uh, in this interlude episode, I want to dive into uh, something really kind of exciting that happened to my family recently. Um, We have gone into the lease concept when it comes to cars. We've had some really, truly horrible, vile, evil cars in the course of our married life, my wife and I's married life. And they have taught me some, some things. And that is, I would rather owe a little bit more money and have a car that was fairly trustworthy. And so we've gone through the cycle of leasing vehicles. Well, our lease was up on our last car and we traded it in for a new vehicle, one that wasn't even the same, same brand. We're huge fans of Hyundai, but it's, it's a different model. And without going into all the specifics of the year and the model and all that kind of jazz, one of the things that this model has that we've never owned, and I realize that technology is not super new, is the, uh, the lane keep and the smart cruise or whatever the proper terms are. Um, fantastically cool technology. It's a little weird because I feel like the car is taking some power and control away from me as the driver. But on the same token, I realize now that I'm not nearly as good of a driver as I thought I was. And, you know, patting myself on the back here, I consider myself a pretty awesome driver. Granted, if you ask anyone who's been in the car with me, that statement's probably not true. However, the car is now teaching me it's also not true. So if you ever get a chance to drive a car with those, it's an awesome piece of technology. Uh, A new word. So at work, one of the things that I am responsible for is to uh, occasionally come up with uh, teams that we put together to help solve problems. Uh, Most people refer to these as tiger teams. I hate that word, Uh, not because the word itself is meaningless, but because I've been on a lot of tiger teams that perhaps because of me, perhaps not, have failed. And to me, that translates into tiger team equals failure. I am not a proponent. But for those of you who played Final Fantasy or other role-playing style games, there's a thing called side quests. And side quest, by definition, is where you don't have to do it to achieve the purpose of the game. You can finish the game without doing the side quests. However, if you choose to, they're almost always optional. Usually there is something fantastic at the end of the side quest that gives you something that makes the game either easier or better. Well, I, I view these extra efforts, these resolution efforts that work the same way. I view them as side quests. And I also have been given the privilege, I take it, to, to name some of them. And so I take the liberty to do a lot of um, synonym and thesaurus type research. And I came across a really awesome word. I'm going to spell it for you before I pronounce it, because I believe the spelling and the enunciation are very different. The spelling is M-E-L-I-O-R-A-T-I-O-N. And as far as I can tell from what research online I've done, telling various different software pieces to pronounce it for me, I believe it is pronounced melioration. And what it means is the act of process improvement. It's kind of become my motto. Uh, Really, I probably could incorporate into this podcast since that's kind of the point of this. Uh, Melioration. I think it just, I don't know, rolls off the tongue. It's pretty cool. It's a great word. So I wanted to share that. Another thing we did recently, my wife and I went with my sister and brother-in-law and saw a play, and it was the Addams Family play. I've never seen it. I didn't even know it was a play. I thought it was just movies, a TV show, and perhaps other forms of media, but I didn't know it was a play. The story was very different than I expected, but I will be honest with you. It was not only hilarious, but it was actually rather thought-provoking, and there were some great things in it. So I don't want to ruin it for anybody, but there is a song in there and a scene in there that talks about that as humans, we are wonky contradictions. A lot of times we're experiencing more than one emotion at a time. And I know in this podcast, I've mentioned that I'm kind of shallow and emotionless in lots of respects. And that's still probably true. However, this kind of was a bit eye-opening for me. It gave me a chance to see that others view 
that we have the chance to say we can feel sad and happy at the same time or uh, despair and joy at the same time. I think a lot of times when we see a person either wed or dead, depending on our viewpoint, we experience both of those emotions at once. And I think to us, sometimes it's a, if not a contradiction, it's confusing. And I think it's more like colors. If you take lots of different colors and create an art form, uh, it can imbue lots of different types of feelings and emotions. And I think our emotions are the same way, is that sometimes we want to see one at a time. But when you blend them together, it creates a beautiful piece of art. So I thought I'd share that. Um, oh, yes. So in my last interlude episode, I talked about wanting to begin um, doing some uh, scripture stuff that we found through some of our personal studies and family studies. Uh, for those of you who know me, my favorite section of scripture actually comes from the Book of Mormon in the Book of Ether, chapter 12. Uh, I have reread that chapter more times than I can fathom. And because of my crappy memory, I could not quote any of them for you. However, there is one passage in there that just recently rang to me. It is Ether, chapter 12, verse 4. And it says, Wherefore, whoso believeth in God might with surety hope for a better world. Now, there's a lot more to the scripture than that, but I want to stop it there because I found that kind of interesting. In the world we live in today, as I have mentioned before, and perhaps in a bit of a pessimistic outlook, there's a lot of chaos and pain and heartache, uh, a lot of fighting and a lot of uh, my opinion is better than your opinion. My facts are better than your facts. My proof is better than your proof. Uh, why don't you join my side? Why are you always fighting me? Blah, 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 blah. The list goes on. But what this says to me is that we have the opportunity to create a better world through the simple act of faith. Now, I'm not saying faith in and of itself is a simple act. It is often very difficult. But to me, if you want to say anything is proof of anything, if your actions, and remember that faith is not a um, benign principle, it is an action principle. It is where you're taking a belief and, and acting on it. If through your actions you are creating a better world, then to me, that is somewhat of a proof, if there is such a thing in this world, that, that what you're doing is right. Does that mean you're omniscient? Does that mean you know everything? No, absolutely not. But what it does mean is that you're on the right path. And you're, you're uh, as we talked about before, the whole concept of being a beacon, uh, I think that's one of the biggest things, is that if you're, if you're a light and you're helping lift other people... And that is, uh, should be evidence to at least yourself that you're doing something right. Uh, maybe not everything right, but you're doing something right. And I thought that was pretty spectacular. So through faith, hope for a better world. All right, so let's dive into uh, the top fives for this one. And my, this one is my top five least favorite things to physically touch. So I'm a very tactile person. Uh, for the, I've mentioned this before. I work at a place that has a cube farm and most cube farms have that kind of carpet exterior. And I will, as I'm walking down the hallway, rub my fingers along that carpet until it burns, um, very much like a carpet burn. And it's kind of horrifying to admit this, but it's true that I really enjoy the feeling. I keep doing it until it burns and burns and burns. And, uh, anyways, so I, this is just an illustration that I enjoy the, the act of touch. But there are things that I despise touching. So this time, no particular order. Here are my top five least favorite things to touch. One of them is paper, which is strange. I am sitting right now in the library in my home, surrounded by books. It is the place that makes me smile more than almost any other place in the world. 
is being surrounded by books. When I was in high school, I worked at Barnes & Noble, and I loved it. But I hate the feel of books, especially when I am cold. I don't like being warm. I would rather be cold. But I have a circulation disorder called Raynaud's. And so it makes my hands and feet cold more often than they should be. And the physical touch of paper, just I just find horribly unpleasant. So anyways, just a little weird thing there. Um, like many people, I hate sticky things. But interestingly enough, I hate sticky things to the point where I actually get a sense of pleasure when I find something sticky and I clean it. Um, that's one of the reasons why I have a bit of a passion with cleaning my kitchen in my house. Um, I love my wife and I would love to say I do it for her, but I honestly clean the kitchen because of me to an extent because the kitchen is an easy place to get sticky when you're cooking and the countertops and everything. I love the feel of something after it was sticky and is now clean. So there's that. I hate things that are super dry, um, like sandpapery type of feeling, um, which is interesting because my next thing that I hate is lotion. I despise lotion. The very act of touching lotion, just, ugh, it's just ugh, gross. It's like the combination of all things evil. Um, but, uh, you know, I guess in life we have to deal with some things that are all things evil. And the last thing is, um, because of the Reynolds I mentioned earlier, I have, uh, I wear socks all the time. Like literally year round, there's very few times you will find me without socks. But there are certain material of socks that become hard over time. And not for lack of washing. I think it's just the material they're made out of. They just get hard. And I hate that. Like, you hate it. Just gross, terrible, evil, hate it. So there you have it. Uh, there's my top five things I least like to touch. And uh, to tap this off, um, did you know that uh, Chuck Norris can hit so hard it can affect your DNA to the point that decades, if not centuries later, one of your descendants will all of a sudden abruptly grab their head and say, what the heck was that? Have a spectacular week. Be happy and remember you're worth it.